0: I'm all natural. Oh, that's nasty. (laughs) Welcome to episode 94 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett. And with me is... Merman. What's up, Merman? What are you doing here today? I'm here for Eternity News. No, that, that was last week. No, it's not. We do it every week. No, no, you misunderstood. Uh, we're doing three new segments. Eternity News was the first one. And if our listeners like it and choose it, then it'll be an ongoing series. But uh, that was just a trial run last week. Oh. God damn it, I'm out of here. <laughs> That's pretty damn funny. He was kind of pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Miguel. Thank you, man. Hey, keep hope alive, merman. You may win. I heard a lot of people liked it. A lot of people did like *Eternity*. News. I heard a lot of good feedback. So, but can peace, man? Merman can just—they stop fighting. Yeah, that's just the thing with them. <laughs> They're always always trying to one up each other. They get one thing right though: fun, fair, positive soccer does suck. <laughs> yeah, I'll agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a lot to go over today, and we got a, our new segment coming up called. Uh, the Diary of Horst to Oh, crap. That's going to be bad. So uh, hopefully people like that one. But uh, before we get to that, we got to discuss this week's comics. So uh, what were your top two this week, Miguel? Hey, man. Number two. MODOK Assassins number five by Christopher Yotes and Emil Pina. Did you call him
1: Christopher Yotes? <laughs> I said Yost. <laughs> Yost. <laughs> Dude, man. You know, you know my feelings on MODOK before. I hated it. Can't stand that thing, but now I love this thing. <laughs> can't he, get enough of it. He's a real boy. You can call him. A, no, um, he's a real boy. <laughs> he's not just a thing.
0: <laughs> no, that's right. He's in love with Angela. Can you blame him? Eh. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely been an interesting miniseries. You know, Modok lives in Killville, which is a segment of Battle World where everybody's an assassin or a murderer, and you just kind of kill at will. And uh, Thor kind of gets trapped there, but it's Angela as Thor. And uh, when Modok sees her fighting, he falls in love with her immediately because she's so lethal. And, you know, he's probably the most lethal thing in that segment of Battle World. So mm-hmm. immediately he's drawn to her. The two of them team up, and assassins keep coming out of the woodwork to try to kill both of them, and they're working together, and they kind of form like a friendship. I mean, is obviously not attracted to the giant floating head, but, you know, he likes her. So he, he goes through great lengths to show it to her and to keep her alive and to protect her. And then uh, the last issue happens.
1: Yeah, the Baron shows up, and you find out it was all a ruse. He it's was tra-
0: all part of the plan, <laughs>
1: man. What the hell? <laughs> he wants to kill Doctor Strange, Stephen Strange. Excuse me, not the Doctor, right
0: now. Yeah, he's not the Doctor. He's the right hand of Doom. Yeah. in Secret Order, or he was before he got killed. But
1: wants to kill him. Wants to be Doom's right hand man, and was using MODOK as a you know as a pawn. Yeah, it was right? kind of a
0: stupid plan on Baron Mordo's part.
1: <laughs> Pissed MODOK off, of course. They took down Angela. She was out. Yeah. Modoc M- is handling his business by himself. And of course, you know, M- I don't want some whole store. Baron uses people. Modoc M- brings in some people who you like, whoa, okay. I didn't see that coming. Uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I enjoy it. I like the way it ended. And uh, I do want to say one thing about it. It's like he gets cut on his face. like, my face. <laughs> <laughs> He's
0: got like a cleft palate kind of thing going on. Yeah. <laughs> like, like his lips split open. It was, it was pretty
1: funny. And, and of course, best part is when he, he tries to give her a smooch. And she's like, what's wrong with your face?
0: And she smacks him. was <laughs> like, great. But she smiled. Yeah. Well, in the end, she did kind of come around a little bit. I mean, obviously, they're not going to go and like make babies or anything, but she did accept him as a, a friend and a compatriot. And, what if I was holding out for that? I don't even want to think about that <laughs> <would work. laughs> I, don't, I don't even want to think about that, but it was a pretty good series. Um, I enjoyed it. It was one of the better Secret Wars series overall, but it, it didn't quite rank my top three. I know you loved it, though.
1: I, I've become a fan. I really have, and I really enjoy it. It's so much fun. So what was your number two?
0: Uh, My number two is actually Morning Glories 48 from Nick Spencer and Joe Isma. Joe! Uh, There's a huge freaking reveal in this issue that I'm not going to spoil for anybody that's listening, but if you've been following Morning Glories, it kind of flips the whole book on its head.
1: I'll do it. I'll do it.
0: No. (laughs) So, like, you have the presidential race going on, the the student body president thing, and you have Isabel versus Casey Blevins, and Casey's up there trying to tell the school, you know, I'm not interested in your bullshit politics, I'm not interested in trying to make... You know, better equipment for the gym or more stuff for the debate team. You know, screw all that. You guys need to wake up. She wants a little change. Just a little. Just a little change. (laughs) She's like, these people are monsters. They kidnapped my parents. They killed them in front of me. Like you need to wake up and we need to take the school back. And the only way to meet the headmaster is to become the student body president. So I become the president. I'm going to meet that fucker and I'm going to kill him.
1: So how bad would you have laughed if it had broken the line? Where has my country gone? <laughs> <laughs>
0: where, where my school gone? <laughs> where my school gone? You'd have probably die laughing. Uh, but it, it was really, really good. I mean, you had three different storylines going on. You had the Casey and Isabel debate and Isabel just completely schooled Casey. Like, she's like all of us went through that shit and we've all come out stronger for it. You're the only one sitting there being a whiny little brat about it. And then you find out the twist, which makes it even worse. I don't like Isabel. Isabel's kind of a, a bitch. <laughs> I don't like her. I really don't like her at all. And then you have the, the story going on with June and uh, the other guy, the their sports game thing. They're playing basketball for mm-hmm. a competitive thing. It's like a best-of-three thing. Uh, they managed <laughs> to figure out a way to win game two without actually having to play. Cheat. And they're trying to keep everybody in the dark to their skill level. Like Everybody thinks they're terrible because they lost game one so badly. Game two they win by basically poisoning the other team's water supply So everybody gets sick, and they win by default. Game three, they're planning on coming out of the woodwork and showing how good they really are and just crushing the opponents and getting the prize, which, you know, a little bit of subterfuge, a little bit of underhandedness, but that's kind of what you expect from the class of Morning Glories. Of course. And then the last story, of course, is all about Ike and the sciencey nerd guy uh, trying to talk to the the spinning cylinder. Mm -hmm. Nobody really knows what this thing is, but somehow it can alter reality. And that was shown once before in the series, and now they figured out a way to communicate with it uh, using Scantrons, of all things. I know, right? <laughs> this is such an interesting series. Um, if you haven't read Morning Glories, go pick up the trades, especially just go pick up number one. The first trade's only like 10 bucks. Uh, I guarantee you'll be hooked. It's such a cool mystery. It's so unlike anything else that's on the stands right now. And Joe and Nick are both just awesome people, so if you ever get the chance to meet them, I think you'll, you'll really enjoy that, too. So I can't say enough good things about this, but Morning Glories was my number two. Nice. Very nice. So uh, what was your number one? My number one
1: uh, is going to be Justice League number forty-four with Jeff Johns and Jason Fabok.
0: That one almost made it into my top three.
1: How did that not make your top three? How did not make that your one? Oh my god, dude! Seriously, it's the Anti-Monitor and, and freaking Dark Side. Well,
0: you know I'm not a huge DC guy. Yeah, I know that, but freaking Bad God. I well, that's all you needed. That, nothing else. We, we Bat God. We talked about Bat God. Bad God. <laughs> we Bat God. <laughs> we, <laughs> talked, <laughs> we talked about Justice League forty-two when Batman became omnipotent. When he sat on the chair and gained all of the...
1: You can say it. Everybody knows. Bad God? Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He's not really a god. He just knows everything.
1: Whatever. He's
0: he, can't, floating, he, isn't? he can't do anything. He can fly around in a chair and he knows everything. <laughs> <laughs> He's certainly not a human anymore at this point.
1: Knowledge is power.
0: Knowledge is power, but it's not ultimate power. He can't alter reality or anything. Not yet. So... Anti Monitor, I don't really know that much about. You know, I've, I've seen him here and there in different DC books, but I'm, I'm, I have no real attachment to the character. But I do have a little more attachment to Dark Side. You know, I've seen him in a lot more things, and I like the character, even though he's you know kind of a dick. Nice <laughs> for Dark Side. Which is why it was kind of a shock what happened in this issue. Uh, I, I I don't know what to say. It was good. It was really good. I, I thought the fight was a little over a little too quickly. Maybe. Yeah, that was my only real complaint, and that's probably why I didn't crack my top three. But I did enjoy it. Well, it's because you had
1: everything that's going on. Uh, Don't forget what the freak's going on with Superman. Yeah. Dude. Dude. (laughs) Seriously. And freaking Batman's being, uh, what did Green Lantern say? I guess being in a chair just makes you a bigger dick.
0: (laughs) This this is only part five of eight of the Dark Side War, I think. So we still got three more issues to go in the storyline. And then there's a few one shots I think they have planned as well. So chances are what we saw happen at 44 is not the end. No, no, probably not.
1: We know this. But I'm going to be honest with you. I've enjoyed this. I've enjoyed it a lot,
0: yeah. Uh, if you haven't picked up any of the Dark Side War stuff and you can go back and get it, uh, I would. Because it's a really, really good run so far. Uh, I don't know how it's going to end, obviously, but so Bad far God. so far, it's been great. <laughs> you know me, man. I'm a Batman guy. I'm a Harley guy. I'm a Joker guy.
1: So seeing Batman riding around on a chair is freaking awesome to me. <laughs> but yeah, it's great. I just love it. It was just like so amazing to me. So what was your number one?
0: My number one was actually Batman Annual number four.
1: Okay, I forgive you now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Still Batman. Back on. (laughs) So if you don't know, uh, Bruce Wayne almost died. Uh, He fought the Joker in Endgame, and everybody thought he was dead, but he came back to life. Bruce Wayne survived because of the Lazarus pit or whatever he was laying next to, the pool, and he came back, but unfortunately he lost his memory. So he doesn't know he's Batman. He doesn't know about his parents dying. He doesn't have any of that trauma that made him into who he was. He's just a regular man, and yeah, he knows he used to be a millionaire, he knows he used to have all this stuff at his disposal and he knows who he was as far as like his charitable stuff and what he did for kids and what he did to help Batman. But he does, he doesn't know that he was Batman. He doesn't know any of that darker stuff about his past. So Wayne Manor has been up for sale for a while. Uh, turns out that when they decommissioned it as the new Arkham Asylum, they didn't fully turn it back into the manor it was and they sort of put it on the market and they were planning on selling it, but then The person who, quote-unquote, owned it decided rather he would just give it back to Bruce Wayne because at the time, everybody thought Bruce was dead, which is why it was for sale, but then they found out he was alive, and he's like, well, we'll just return it to its rightful owner. So all Bruce has to do is go and sign some papers, and he gets it back. Mm -hmm. So he shows up to do that, and Alfred's been working pretty hard to turn the manor back into what it used to be, get rid of all the prison stuff. And they go in this room to sign the paperwork, and then Alfred's like, something looks weird about this room. They start looking around, and they realize the room is completely different and they're all trapped inside of there. turns out it's Clayface. Mm-hmm. So three of the inmates that were taken to Arkham, the new Arkham, uh, were Clayface, Mr. Freeze and Riddler. But really they were just clay clones that Clayface had made. And those three people were still in the manor. And when Bruce came in, they attacked him. They accused him of being a crazy person who, you know, even though he doesn't remember it, they still blame him for all the this support that he gave to Batman in the past. They're like, you gave him money, you gave him gadgets, you gave him tech. And that's why he made our lives so crazy. If we, if we had just gotten away with our very first crimes, our lives would be so much easier. Riddler's like, if I had made a million dollars, I just would have bought an island and gone away somewhere, and then it wouldn't have been a problem. Clayface is like, yeah, I just would have became a famous actor, and it never would have been a problem. Freeze is like, I would be with my love, and it would be no problem. But because Batman interfered, all their lives have turned to shit, and they're career criminals, and and they blame Bruce Wayne for that, because without his support, Batman would have been nothing. So you know they've got alfred hostage they've got the girl who came with batman to sign the papers they've got you know all these people in the manor held hostage and bruce is basically fighting against them as bruce with amnesia turns out muscle memory is definitely still a thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's learned a few tricks of the manor as well like he knows some keywords that he can say that'll trigger different things in the manor security mm-hmm. uh things that alfred had told him about so with the little knowledge he has and the little bit of fighting skills that he's retained he still manages to beat all three of them. That's
1: Bruce freaking Wayne, man. Bruce so, freaking
0: Wayne. There's no doubt in my mind that at some point, he's going to come back to full form.
1: Makes you wonder, though. You stop thinking about this. Is Joker going to come back?
0: Uh, he has to, right? He's too mm-hmm. too iconic, too key to the Batman mythos. Like Joker's definitely going to reappear at some point. But Batman Annual number no. 4 is a hell of a read. It's a lot of fun. If you've been enjoying everything that you know Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder have been doing, you'll love this. I can't say enough good things about it.
1: When Endgame ended, and they were both supposedly dead... If they'd have left it like that for a while, that would have made this return even better. I think they may have brought Bruce Wayne back too quick.
0: Well, they jumped ahead like a couple years in time.
1: Yeah, I understand that. So, we but, did, we just,
0: but that's the other thing, too. Like, they only had six more issues to go before they both left the book. Hmm. So yeah. somebody else is going to take over. They wanted to tell the story of Bruce Wayne coming back with amnesia. Like, they really wanted to make that happen. And they wanted to introduce Jim Gordon as the new Batman and the, the armor suit and everything. So, I mean. I think the way they handled it was actually pretty clever and, and definitely different than most people would have. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very interesting for me, at least.
1: Yeah, <laughs> So their last book, The Joker, will be back.
0: <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if he, if he makes another appearance, but uh, it probably won't happen on Scott Snyder's run because I think Snyder said specifically that he was done with The Joker. He'd done everything he wanted to do, now he could call it quits. So he'll be back at some point, but I doubt it'll be Scott Snyder that brings him back. I got you. So Sweet, uh, what was your pick of the week? Pick of the week is going to be Rasputin number nine. By Alex Grishy
1: and Riley Rossimo. Rasputin's hell of a series. This was a good one. You know, all my books this week have been about fighting. Yeah. Fighting and killing. What the hell's going on with me? <laughs>
0: well, there was no demons this week, so. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, uh tells a
1: story about the guy. Who's the guy again? Uh, I can never remember the names. But he goes to get the girl. He wants to ask for her hand, so he's got to go meet her, her father. And he's like, freaking massive, dude. And then he's got to fight him to beat him. But there's a stupid little ice rabbit running around with him. And he figures it out that uh, this is the key. So he stabs the rabbit, <laughs> takes the thing out, and I got you. So, you know, he could win. But then the demon talks, the dad talks him into saying, hey, would you like eternal life instead Then yeah. my daughter? So, of yeah. course, he chooses eternal life. And As then you, you see him later. He's fighting Rasputin, which is a pretty good damn fight.
0: Well, they're both immortal. But the thing is, like... This guy had to do the same thing that the the Frost Giant guy did. He had to rip out his heart and put it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So if Rasputin figures out where the guy's heart is and he kills the heart, the guy will die. Yeah. So he's he's only immortal so long as his heart survives. Mm-hmm. Rasputin is truly immortal. You can kill him and he'll just bring himself back by you know obliterating another soul or whatever. So it's it's a pretty interesting fight between immortals. It's kind of like this Highlander thing going on a little bit. Um, I, I like it. I like it a lot. I've always, I've enjoyed Rasputin since the very beginning. Definitely an interesting take on the history yeah. kind of stuff because they, they incorporate a lot of that into the story as well.
1: Yeah. Don't want to tell what happened in the end, but uh, it was one hell of a Rasputin was getting his ass handed to him for a little bit.
0: Well, <laughs> the guy's like twice his size and had a weapon and Rasputin didn't.
1: <laughs> yeah. Still, he was he was doing some some good stuff. It was really good. I liked it.
0: Yeah. I agree. So what was your pick of the week? Uh, my pick of the week was actually Revival number 33 from Tim Seeley and Mike Norton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Revival is one of those series that I really love the premise of. Like, It started out great. The first... Six issues or so were just incredible, and then kind of in the middle, it kind of went back and forth a little bit, became kind of mediocre, and and could, didn't really know where it was going. I think
1: it almost lost me right there. It did
0: almost saw. lose it, lose me in the middle too. But lately, the last three or four issues have been great. M finally got exposed as a reviver, and she got arrested, mm-hmm. and she got sent to the I don't know psychiatric facility where they're <laughs> holding all the revivers, and it's kind of like being in prison. You know, she's in there with a bunch of other people that have the same gift or curse or whatever you want to call it as she has some of them she has a lot of history with you know like the the rash guy the one who would kill himself over and over again on youtube to uh get yeah. viewers and stuff
1: that guy was tripped man that guy
0: was crazy and you know he took him on a kind of a wild ride earlier mm-hmm. in the story uh, she has a lot of problems with him now you know some of the older people that she's helped some of the older people that she's fought against so they were keeping a real close eye on her but it wasn't until this old woman entered, and it was the old woman who was pulling out her teeth in the yes. very beginning that M uh-huh. helped catch. Uh, that woman was pissed at M for getting her in the situation. And she lost a tooth, and then she just head-butted the shit out of M. And the two of them got into it, and they had to break him up and put him in solitary. Well, you find out a little bit more about the ghosts that are wandering around, too. Uh, and you you meet the little boy who, who M destroyed his ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just a really cool issue of the series, and and I really liked it. If you never read Revival, I would say pick up the first trade. It'll get you hooked. I can't say that it can t- it's consistently great all the way through, but I think the payoff is going to be really good when we finally get there.
1: Yeah. Like you said, the beginning, you're like, whoa. And then, like you said, it slows down a little bit in the middle. And then it kind of picks up a little bit. There's some issues in the middle that are actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, But it's not strong enough. Like if you don't have the patience for it, you're going to lose it. You're going to be like, ah, oh, the hell with this. But you're right. The last couple of books have been really freaking good again. And I really can't wait to
0: see how he ends this thing. Yeah. Me neither. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So pick. And that's pretty much it for comics this week. All right. A lot of good stuff. Time to shill. (laughs) Time to shill. Uh, If you like the show and you want to support us, there are a few different ways you can do that. Number one is by going to our sponsor, tweakedaudio.com, and buying some kick-ass headphones. Uh, They have seven different styles that come in seven different colors. Uh, They have great sound quality. They come in a flat cable design that prevents tangling. And all you have to do is use promo code COMICAL to get one third off the cost of your order and free shipping anywhere worldwide. It's all about that bass, about that (laughs) bass. All about that ass, ass. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but uh, they're really awesome headphones, so go out there, use promo code COMICAL, support the show. Alternatively, if you want to support us, uh, there are a couple other ways. You can go to cafepress.com slash podcast and buy some cool merchandise. Uh, we got T-shirts, hats, mouse pads, keychains, anything you can think of, we have. Why do you always leave off the dogs, man? Dog because shirts! I don't want to always say that. I like saying dog shirts. Okay. Bad God. So, uh... Buy some merchandise, especially t-shirts. I think that's the best thing you can buy that supports the show. Take a picture. Uh, take a picture. Send it to us. We'll retweet it. You know, We'll thank you, obviously. And uh, tell people about the show. You know, that, That's another great way to support us. Uh, alternatively, if you want to just support us directly, you can just send money to ComicalPodcast at gmail.com through PayPal. Oh, um, I thought you
1: go going to get my Swiss account. No. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, even if you only send like $1 or $2, I mean, everything helps. We've we got to pay uh, hosting fees every month. we got to buy comics every month. we got to... Go to conventions. I mean, we, we have a ton of stuff we do, and every little bit helps. So anything you guys can do is greatly appreciated. We got to eat. Yeah. They don't pay for that. That's, that's, <laughs> that's why we have jobs. <laughs> oh, damn.
1: <laughs> hey, man, I need some money. <laughs>
0: I'm just saying. Yeah. So moving on okay. uh, to the main event, if you will. Ding, ding, ding. Something that uh, we talked about last episode and something that we've kind of hinted at this episode already. It is the Diary of Horsesleeves. And if you don't know who Horse to Sleaze is, uh, if you're a first-time listener, for instance, uh, Horse to Cleese is a character that Miguel created back on episode, I think it was 9 or 10. Somewhere in there. Uh, and he's he's spawned a comic strip. He's spawned all kinds of stuff. You can find the comics at our website, comicalpodcast.com. Um, but he's a recurring character and a recurring theme throughout the show. And Horse to Sleaze is his porn producer perverted brother. Oot, 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 oot. So we thought it would be kind of fun to... See what a week in the life of Horsesleeze is like. So, uh, Miguel has written a diary from the viewpoint of Horsesleeze, and hopefully it's funny. Hopefully, you guys enjoy it. So, we're going to go ahead and uh, listen to that right now.
1: Monday. <laughs> Dear Diary. Why does mom love that pasty, good for nothing bathroom fearing idiot so much? His minions don't even like him. My minions love me. Fuck. Literally. He's never even seen Roadhouse. (laughs) Ass. (laughs) Tuesday. Dear Diary, I miss Sean 519 so much. Nobody squeals like that guy does. The worst part of it is, he was still wearing my favorite pair of nipple clips when he left. I have to figure out a way to win him back. But in the meantime, I'm considering making Eric my consort. Wednesday.
0: It's hump day!
1: Wink. Thursday. Dear Diary Yesterday was awful I tried to have special time with Eric But he only wanted to look He didn't want to participate The quest continues Maybe I'll go after Tuchir Chip number one She's curvy like a Pringle Friday Dear Diary Went to the damn Dairy Queen today They messed up my order I waited 35 minutes for my damn wrong type of food Tonight I will get my revenge It is best served cold like a blizzard Saturday, Dear Diary, I just finished reading this awful book my lame ass brother gave me. Vampires are not supposed to sparkle. What the hell is wrong with him? (laughs) I'm going to send him a real book. Fifty Shades of Nay. Sunday, Dear Diary, Horse Church was nice today. I especially like the discussion about do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I have some things I want to do.
0: (sighs) Very nice. Very that's, nice. <laughs> There's some problems there, man. <laughs> well, horse the sleaze has a lot of problems. I thought that was pretty funny, though. Came, came up with some good ones there, man. Ah, oh, appreciate it. Uh, you, had some, you had your
1: hand in that, too. You know.
0: I don't want to put my hand in it.
1: <laughs> You're a looker. Are you a participator? I'm not, I'm not participating in nothing. <laughs>
0: I think I got a few minions that may participate. Yeah, maybe. Maybe so. So clearly, we now know that sleaze goes both ways. Well, oh, yeah, I think we already knew that. <laughs> yeah, <You know, laughs> something really wrong with that guy. The, the spooning with with uh, Horseman Five One Nine in the comic strip kind of gave that one away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or the the
0: rubbing of Tortilla Man's ears. Yes. <laughs> yes. And now
1: he's focused on Tortilla Chip Number One. If I believe that's Jenny.
0: Yeah. So I mean, he's, he's definitely going after some females now. That'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Probably can get smacked, <laughs> horse smacked. <laughs> well, this is our second new segment we're trying out. Uh, if you like what you heard, if you think that that was pretty funny, then uh, we'll continue doing Diary of Horseslees next week. We have the Nth cast coming on. We're doing a crossover with those guys. Real excited about that. Uh, so we're probably not going to do the third one next week, but the week after that, I'm planning to do it. And it's going to be the autobiography of Horstecles. Holy crap. And it's going to be a year by year or week by week, whatever you want to call it story about the life of Horstecles starting from when he was a child. So, uh, Look forward to that. It's going to be an ongoing kind of story thing. And then once we do a week of that, we'll have you guys write in and tell us which one you enjoyed the most. And whichever one you guys pick will be a recurring thing. And the other two will just kind of go by the wayside. So. Nice. Episode 95, we're going full beard. That's right. Full beard. Well, you're not. Oh, well, we're all going to shave. You're n- I'm not shaving nothing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wonder if we could talk to the NthCast guys. I'm all guys.
0: natural. <laughs> oh, that's nasty.
1: <laughs> See if we can talk to the NthCast guys into shaving no that's
0: not <laughs> they're never going to do that never going to do that baby
1: face podcasting
0: <laughs>
1: that's going to be out of control you know that right
0: it's going to be pretty fun I'm looking forward to it oh so. yeah. and they're coming to the house so we yeah. will
1: be no Skyping we'll be doing all in one room Jesus, there's going to be a lot of testosterone in this room maybe big sausage fest well you've got to put pants on
0: I will have pants on then, okay yes. thank you <laughs> <laughs> that, that brings me to my funny story for the week so okay I guess it's my turn to tell a funny story <laughs> tell me a
1: funny story
0: So yesterday, Heather and I were getting ready to go to one of her gigs because you know she's a violinist and plays events all over Houston and stuff. Uh she was in the bathroom getting ready and uh I decided to be funny. So I took my pants, I have I have a pair of cargo pants I wear all the time, and I put them on, but I only put them on one leg and then I tied the belt super tight so they were just hanging off with one leg and the other leg was flopping around loose. Which so, leg is this? Just my left leg.
1: Okay. I thought we were talking about the middle leg, but okay, go ahead.
0: Well, I'm not sure that belt can tie that tight.
1: (laughs) Oh!
0: All right, go ahead. (laughs) So she gets out of the shower, and and she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, don't you like my new trend? I was like, you know, people have sagging as a a fashion statement. I'm calling this one legging. Legging?
1: (laughs) Like Angelina Jolie's leg?
0: (laughs) I'm only wearing the one leg. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was like, it's it's a great uh, space saver. You can tie the bottom of the other pant leg, and you can just store shit in there. You know? (laughs) You fill it up with, like, jelly beans or M&Ms ms and Take it to the movie theater and sit there and eat out of it. You're gonna drag it behind you though. <laughs> it just makes you look like you're a man. Why?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Need a little help, do you, huh? <laughs> uh, I think anybody needs a little help to reach that size, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> nice! Rolled it into dick jokes. Okay. <laughs> low two. <laughs> yeah, low two will knock you out of it Even a fully filled pant leg. Extreme low two! <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I just thought that was pretty funny. Uh, just fucking around yesterday, being being a little funny, and uh, came up with a new fashion trend. So, legging, legging. Where's the pictures? Oh, there's no pictures. There, there will be. Maybe I'll do that for Halloween.
1: We're, I'm not coming over.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Here's a question for you. Were you wearing drawls? Did you have drawls on? Yeah. Were they legging too, or did you have them on both legs? No, I had them on both. See, you can't do. You got to go full. You got to go full legging.
0: How does that even work? I don't know. You tell me. They don't they don't make underwear that only goes on one leg. You
1: got to tie that shit up.
0: <laughs> Heather said I was making fun of people that only had one leg. Nice. <laughs> she, she called me a legist.
1: <laughs>
0: you legist bastard.
1: <laughs> Damn,
0: man. you think they got McDonald's pills? Yeah, I know. Jesus. <laughs> you ungrateful bastard. I thought it was pretty funny though. I just just you know, starting a new trend.
1: Okay, I'm going to go to work tomorrow. I'm going to do legging. See how that goes. Yeah. They walk my ass out and call the cops. <laughs> well, let's start making special
0: underwear we can sell people.
1: <laughs> so it'll be like, that's not going to work. Because, well, yeah, it's going to have to be like elastic so it hooks up to your skin and enough pouch to hold your junk. There's got to be able to go, dude, you're going to cut your circulation off.
0: Well, it'll just kind of hold everything to one side. Yeah. Maybe maybe it'll like just wrap around your leg like a like a piece of tape or something.
1: You remember that episode of Pillow Talk where you said the guy had a curve? This is probably how it happened. You think he was legging? He was legging. <laughs> <laughs> or that's how you get bumps. I'm just saying. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty funny. <laughs> that's pretty cool, just at the sperm moment. You know, that's pretty cool. I like to cross dress on sperm. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. That's breaking news, people. <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, female underwear is much more comfortable than male underwear. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I'll take your word for it, though. <laughs> All right, man. I know one of our minions does this. I'm thinking Dave the Nerd may be up to it. To lugging? He, no, no, cross-dressing. Oh. <laughs>
0: He's going to kick your ass.
1: <laughs> He's in Michigan. What's he going to do? Verbally kick your ass.
0: Verbally kick my ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, man, I got Adrian watching my back. I'm good. Your two security guards are gonna go at it. That's right. <laughs> Battle the security guard. Loser has the leg. <laughs> Fair enough. That's pretty damn funny. <laughs> Pictures would have been scary. Oh, so if you do the legging thing, does the leg that's exposed? Does it have to be the same leg all the time, or do you have to shave it so it's like not all hairy?
0: Does it got to be smooth? I don't know. I haven't really thought of the rules yet. And, I mean, you could change. Like, it could mean different things if you were wearing the left leg exposed or the right leg. Maybe it's like the earring thing. You know, your left leg's exposed. That means you're DTF and you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> the right leg, you know, maybe you're just straight dude or something.
1: Okay. All right. I, okay. I'm with you there. Okay.
0: <laughs> I think they both mean you're DTF. <laughs> Body waxing? Does that,
1: that's got to be a part of it. Some guy's are probably hairy. You probably think he's got pants on. I don't know. We'll have to come up with uh, uh, some guidelines for legging. I think I only want to see chicks leg. I don't want to see guys legging. It should well, be. I all- didn't even think
0: about girls doing it. Yeah, girls can do legging. Man, see. All right. Now I'm a sexist I mean, bastard. They wear, <laughs> they wear leggings, but they don't do legging. So there you go. Maybe they'll just wear like one pair of spandex, and the other one will just be all like flopping around behind. Like, <laughs> no, like, it will be like, tied. they will be holding the, the jibelly. How'd you say? jabellines and jelly beans and uh, M and M's. It's like a like a purse they have with them. <laughs> <can> <laughs> A lurs, Instead yeah. of a merse. Per- well, then, <laughs> then they can carry those little clutch bags they like that can't the- fit anything in them because they have the legging to put everything else in. Ah, now I'm thinking. Yeah, but if it's raining outside, you're going to be dragging that shit through the mud? That's why you buy leather ones. So, like, they're immune to the rain. <laughs> so now you're going to be like... <laughs> when you walk in your leg pants? You get, you get waterproof ones. That's what I'm saying.
1: Uh-huh. So tight leather. You're talking like leather pants that Sandy wore in Greece. Yeah, but- why not? <laughs> Those
0: things are gonna rip.
1: <laughs> Ass cheek hanging out. Well, one of them will. <laughs> I'm afraid uh, legging is not gonna not gonna take off like you want it to. It might. Huh? We can make this happen, let's- dude. Dudes would want chicks to leg. Let's get this trending. <laughs> Hashtag legging. <laughs> Hashtag legging. Okay, we'll start trending this bad boy on Monday. <laughs> we'll try to get it going. minutes let's get legging trend trending. Here we go. <laughs> it's the <a> new style. <laughs>
0: Send us your best lugging pictures.
1: No, <laughs> the, com- the comical podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. There you go. We'll, just, we'll we'll
0: discuss him on our hundredth episode, <laughs> or you can text him to him at. <laughs> Speaking of our hundredth episode, oh Jesus, uh, it's coming up. We're only a few episodes away. You know, we we're, we got a lot planned. You know, we're doing uh, Q and A. That's one thing that we definitely are planning. And uh, we'd love for you guys to write into us. Like I said before, it is at gmail.com. Ask us anything, you know, anything you ever wanted to know about Miguel, anything you've ever wanted to know about me, you know, we'd, we'd be happy to answer. We're not going to hold anything back. Uh, or you can just ask us asinine questions about, you know, why, why are manhole covers round instead of square or, you know, whatever kind of stupid questions we got the time before we did this. So anything you want to ask us, feel free. Any comments you want to send us, if you want to just congratulate us. Uh, we'll read it on the air. If you want to just you know say anything, you know we'll we'll discuss it on the show. So, hundredth episode, five episodes away, uh, or six episodes away, somebody's going to send in the thing. What is the ballad of Turd Ferguson? <laughs> <laughs> it'll be it'll be fun either way. And then of course you know we're doing the tattoos. So yeah. after, are you periscoping that? Yeah. After episode ninety nine, uh, sometime during that weekend before we record episode one hundred, we're going to go to the tattoo parlor, and I'm getting a Beastman tattoo. I'm not sure what you're getting yet. Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton. What does that have to do with the show? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I just want a Paris Hilton tattoo. Got a problem with that? Well, you can get that in addition to one for the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Of course you know what I'm getting. I'm getting Merman. Okay. Have you found the image you want to use yet?
1: No. I think I'm going to get Merman riding a horse.
0: Okay. In his regal robes. You going to get somebody to draw that for you? I don't know. I I was trying to get either Devin
1: or, or James to draw something, but you know, everybody's really busy.
0: Yeah, I'd reach out to him because I mean, time's coming up. If they're going to get it done... Now's the time to ask him because we're like a month and a half away. So what I
1: really would like is maybe I get Matt Frank to like draw me a merman looking kind of like Godzilla. That'd be freaking awesome.
0: Well, you also want to get something that's not going to be too challenging for the tattoo artist to do. Oh, that's right; those guys kind of suck. <laughs> so a lot of things to consider, but uh, it's about time to start thinking about it. I'm gonna get an Aquafina bottle. Nice. <laughs> that's not challenging. <laughs> so anyhow, hundredth uh, episode's coming up. Like I said, write in anything you want to sell us. We happy to happy to read it on the air. Happy to answer any questions you might have. We're doing the tattoos, and then uh, got a few other cool things planned.
1: What happened to, but, the, uh, what happened to the idea of you getting your, my face tattooed on your back and me getting your face tattooed on my back? Brothers for life. We ride together. We pod together. Uh, I don't want your face on my body. <laughs> I'm going to have you like your bear, like your face you have on the calendar. I'm going to get your face tattooed on my ass cheek looking at my crack. <laughs>
0: Uh, I think... I mean, that would work. That counts as... <laughs> that counts as a comical tattoo. Right, right now... I uh, still think you should get a comical tramp stamp. Right now, my
1: wife is divorcing me.
0: <laughs> She's like, to get getting the papers. <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens. You know? Yeah, we'll see what it'll, happens. It'll be a fun weekend either way. I'm looking forward to it. You first, though. No, we're, going, we're doing the tattoos at the same time. Okay. All right. right I don't want you backing out on me. Are you having any kind of... any kind of uh, you, want, you don't want me backing out, Mr. Peeps? <laughs> I'm not the one who ever backs out of anything. Look, I had to
1: back out of that. It was a medical... Reasons, you know this. The doctor gave me the excuse.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to bring it with me. I'm sorry. Uh huh. I don't. Ba- Dude, I'm already inked up. I can already get some more tats. There's no problem with that. Okay. I'm not afraid of the needle.
0: The needle's not afraid of you either. <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, let's move on to this week's comics, movie, and TV news. Uh, what do you want to talk about first? Well, you told me during this week
1: that there's a lot of crap to discuss. So let's start. Let me try to guess the one with the least. Give me TV.
0: Okay, so. This week's going to be fun because Arrow, Flash, and iZombie all come back.
1: Hell yeah, baby! Looking
0: Wait a minute, I who? iZombie. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm not worried about that one. The other two, yeah. It was better than I expected it to be. You know, I, I liked the first season, so I'm going to keep watching it. Dude, I'm watching too many TV shows now. You got me hooked on more shows that I can possibly watch in a lifetime. Well, I just got you started on Mr. Robot. That's freaking awesome. Which is the best show on TV if you're not watching it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> uh, so, pretty happy those are coming back. Uh... Casting announcement here. Michael Madsen has been cast as Super Shock in Season 2 of Powers. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked Power Season 1. It was a little slow in places, but it got really good towards the end. Uh, I never read the comics, so I'm going solely on the TV series. And I like Michael Madsen. He's a good actor. So, Yeah, I wouldn't been, I'm not too on the Powers, but I love Michael Madsen.
1: That right there might be enough to pull me back again for Season 2.
0: Yeah. Looking forward to that. Uh, HBO is apparently in talks with Zack Snyder to do a Watchmen TV series. I think that's kind of interesting. Like a lot of people flat out were just like, no, please don't do it. <laughs> you know, the, the movie was already done and a lot of people had problems with the movie. I had problems with the movie. Uh, Zack Snyder was the director of that. And now he's going to be the director of this. Um, I think if they do the before Watchmen story, mm-hmm. you know, because the comics came out last year and it was this really long series where they looked at every character individually, like what they did before the events of Watchmen. I think if they did that as a TV series, it could be really good. Yeah. Yeah, it could be pretty cool, and I think I'd really like to see that. If they try to like take the main story and try to separate it down into like you know half-hour segments or hour-long segments for TV, I don't think it's going to be as good. Um, I mean, it's a long story, but condensing it for the movie didn't work very well, and condensing it for TV is going to be even harder, I think. True. I um, well, can do the alternate reality, man. Maybe they can do a totally different world.
1: Yeah, I, I just don't. Or maybe go into the future.
0: They they could do after Watchmen, too. They could do something like that. Um, But I I just hope that whatever they try to do is going to be different than the events in the main story and the events in the movie. Yeah, we'll wait and see. Yeah. I do think it's kind of cool that it's on HBO, though, because they can do a lot more. True. Yeah. Nudity. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's what you wanted. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, Marvel has announced that they are doing a new TV series on ABC. Another one. Really? Damage Control. You look perplexed. Yes, I do. Okay. Damage control is one of the funniest things in the Marvel Universe. Uh, Basically, they're a company that fixes things after superhero fights break out and ruin cities and stuff. They're the people that come around behind and do the cleanup. Really? Uh, And this is going to be a comedy on ABC all about cleaning up the shit that Thor destroys and that Hulk ruins and the, the wrecking crew comes through and ruins. And There's been multiple appearances of damage control throughout Marvel over the last 20 years or so, there was even a miniseries, which I thought was really funny and I enjoyed. Uh, I'm looking forward to this a lot. I think this is Marvel's answer to the powerless DC TV series that they announced on NBC, um, where they're doing the office building, and they are people that are living their normal lives trying to deal with all the superhero fights and stuff. Kind of like this, but this is actually the cleanup crew. <laughs> sounds
1: really cool. I think I'm going to enjoy that. That's interesting. I've never even heard of that crap. Yeah. But it sounds really cool. Uh, any big names attached to it yet?
0: Nobody yet. Nobody yet. Uh, they did order a pilot though, so it's already at that point. Um, it's being developed by Ben Carlin, who is the former EP for The Daily Show and The Colbert Report. So he's already got to be, you know, well versed in comedy, and uh, I imagine it's going to be pretty good. Yeah, I, c- I can already kind of hear some one-liners in my head. So yeah, yeah I trust I trust Marvel to do a humorous show better than I do DC. Yeah, yeah. You know? So that's pretty cool. All and right. uh, that's, that's it for TV. So yes. what do you want to do next, comics or movies? I want some movies. Okay. Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice was given a PG-13 rating for intense sequences of violence and action throughout and some sensuality. And a lot of people on the internet have a problem with the PG-13 rating. They want R? I guess so. I guess some people wanted an R rating and some people wanted a PG rating. As in they think it should be R rated or they think if it's
1: PG-13 it's going to suck? It's probably both. <laughs> From what i see, it doesn't look like it's going to suck. I'm surprised they got it got out of PG-13. Why? Well, no, no, no. I mean, the violence that we've seen some of the battles and some of the stuff we've seen in the clips, I'm surprised that alone didn't make it an R.
0: Well, Superman's invincible. So everybody that shoots at him, bullets just bounce off. Right. Batman's wearing armor. Batman doesn't die, obviously, because he's Batman. If he does die, it's from getting punched by Superman. And Wonder, Wonder Woman's half naked? Wonder, Wonder, Woman, Wonder Woman deflects all the bullets that come at her. So... There's not really going to be a lot of like, blood and, and violence and gore kind of stuff. So I, I was not expecting a rating. I was expecting a PG-13 rating, which is why it confuses me that so many people are upset about it. I don't know what kind of, what kind of movie they want. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not meant for adults the way that Deadpool or something like that is. It's also not meant for kids, which means a PG rating would be ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it had to be PG-13. So I, I don't understand what people were thinking that they would expect something different. I just think it's because it's PG. They think it's going to
1: suck. I really do think that. From what we've seen, it looks freaking amazing. I can't wait to see it.
0: I agree. Okay. <laughs> In other movie news, Josh Boone tweeted yesterday that the script for New Mutants is done. Okay. I know you're excited. I am. I really like New Mutants. Uh, looking forward to finding out what the cast of characters is going to be, who the mutants involved are going to be. Um, just really excited to hear more news about it. So the fact that the script's done means that probably soon we'll start hearing some, some leaked info and I'm really kind of excited about that. I'm on the fence. You know, now, I'm
1: not, you know, you know me and Mutants. I'm you know, It's not going to like, you know, but I'll go see it with you. It depends on who they get. A lot for me, movies like this that I don't know anything about or too much about it, it depends on who they get who the actors are. If I see an actor who I'm like, oh, you know, that might be really good because that person can really act. This Mr. Robot. I probably would have never seen it had I not liked the actor. And, I mean, you gave it a rave review, but it, if I didn't like who it was, like it was an old name body, I'm like, I don't want to see this crap. But, you know, the actor pulled me in, and along with your thing, so yeah. So it depends on who they get, they'll probably pull me in make me more excited. Yeah. That was a long-winded explanation. I know, I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be pretty good. I'm, I'm looking forward to finding out more. Right. And uh, that's it for movies. So I guess comics are next. Comics. This one's kind of interesting. Uh, so Chip Zdarsky from Sex Criminals won the Harvey Award for Humor. And he declined it. He sent it back to him. Okay. Because they did not include Matt Fraction in it. The Harvey Award is intended for one creator. And they gave it to the artists of Sex Criminals and not the writer. Oh, wow. And he feels like Matt Fraction, you know, he's just as instrumental in making that book funny as Chip is. And it should have been either a tandem award or they each should have gotten their own individual awards. Or the book should have just gotten the award. He doesn't think it's fair that one creator would get it and the other one wouldn't for something they did together especially when they work so closely as those two do. How do you feel about that? Props. Props to him. That's,
1: that's, that's damn right good loyalty there. I agree. They both work on it very hard. And yes, the writer tends to usually have more of the, the fun stuff involved. To it. I think that was a good move on his part. That shows how dedicated he is to his team, his friend. Uh, and that's probably why they work so well together. That's probably why the book is so damn funny and maybe the awards people should look into adapting or changing the way they hand it that out. That's a good move, I thought. That's actually a very classy move. My hat's off to you.
0: I agree. But if I win an award and you don't, sorry. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> and if I win an award you don't, I'm going to flash it in your face. Ha ha, America loves me more. <laughs> America. We're never winning awards. Who are we kidding? <laughs> no, I
1: know, man. That's because people don't vote for the right people.
0: Yeah, I know. That's a discussion for another time. Okay, I'll rant on it later. So back to comics, okay. uh, Mark Millar is doing the Miller World Talent Search right now. Uh, it's going on now through November 30th, and they're planning on picking six different writers and six different artists to work together, they're going to pair them up, to do an anthology-style annual, called the Millar World Annual, number one. Interesting. So it's a good way for new creators to get highlighted, get some exposure in the comic world, and possibly actually turn that into real gigs. I think it's really cool that he's doing this. I know that Top Cow does the same kind of thing, uh, but Mark Millar, I think, is way more influential. Like, Just for instance, his new series, Huck, that hasn't even come out yet, has already been picked up for a movie. Nice. The, the book isn't even out yet. Nobody even knows anything about it. Wow. <laughs> Comes out in November. <laughs> so, I mean, pretty much anything the guy writes gets picked up for films like immediately. Uh, he has a lot of pull in the comic industry, and I think it's really cool that he's putting his name out there and trying to help people break in.
1: New artists and new writers. Yeah, both. Huh, I wonder if some of the people we know that should go
0: and try to do that just to do it. I'm pretty sure there's people we know that have already done it. Oh, okay, cool. That's pretty freaking awesome. Love people giving back. Yeah, me too. So moving on, DC just announced a Suicide Squad spinoff called Suicide Squad Most Wanted, Deadshot and Katana. Deadshot and Katana? Like this is another movie? No, it's a uh, comic. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. It's a spinoff. It's being written by Mike Barr and uh, Brian Bucciolato, who are both good writers damn it but then again it's katana and deadshot like i like deadshot a lot katana like, I can take her leave the new suicide squad i have not been the biggest fan of but i'll probably check it out you know why you're gonna check it out because of brian buchelato probably <laughs> we like him and we think he does good work and so that's probably why we'll pick it up Well no because we do our best to support people as well yeah we definitely support the writers and artists that we like mm-hmm. so he's one of them yeah hopefully we'll have him on the show sometime soon trying to work that out yeah nice <laughs> uh but yeah suicide squad spinoff interesting I didn't think it merited one after Joker's daughter, but say, <laughs> Lovey. Moving on, uh, we also got a first look this week at uh, Miguel O'Hara's new costume in Spider-Man 2099. Freaking awesome! Uh, we did hear some news that uh, Miguel O'Hara was going to be hanging up the costume because there was too many spider people running around. We heard that a couple weeks ago. Remember? That's bullshit. Uh, so I I don't really know what to think because now we're seeing a new costume and hearing that he's going to actually continue to be Spider-Man and still go out there. So. I, I don't really know what is going on with him. I remember when the news used to be the news. <laughs> yeah. When things used to be true. Uh, but the weird thing about the costume, have you seen it? Yes. You saw the picture? Uh-huh. It's white, black, and pink. I don't like the pink. I thought it was red. No, it's pink. It's very, Frick, very pink. It's hot pink. Freaking computers messing up on me. <laughs> it's hot pink. It's, it's basically the same color scheme that Spider-Gwen has which kind of takes me down a a different train of thought that there's going to be like a a spider team up kind of thing where there's a lot of spider people, but they all dress like Spider-Gwen, which I fucking really hate. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that's not true. The costume itself doesn't look bad. I like the design of it. I don't even mind the pink that much, but if it becomes like Spider-Gwen's team in the Marvel Universe going forward, I'm going to be annoyed. Are you going to it? I'm just going to be annoyed.
1: (laughs) Look, I'm all about Spider-Man 299. You know this. You know I love Miguel. You know I'm a big fan of Peter David. So I'm, I'm down. I don't care. I can, lo- I can overlook the pink. You love the pink? I do not love the pink. Embrace the pink. No. <laughs> so many dirty jokes. <laughs>
0: Let them all go. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's pretty much it for news this week. Interesting. So uh, I want to remind everybody to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. On Twitter, I am at Comical Podcast. I'm at Comical Podcast 2. On Instagram, we are also at Comical Podcast and at Comical Podcast too. Uh, if you want to subscribe to the show, we're in a lot of different places. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, NerdBong.com, WickedRadioNetwork.com, BeyondTheDawnRadio.com, and LightningRadio.com. And uh, you know, if you like the show, go to whichever one of those you listen to and leave us a review, especially if it's iTunes. Like, we really need as many iTunes ratings as we can get. Thank you to the few people that have left us some recently. Uh, we're at 56. Five-star ratings now.
1: Hell yeah! It's
0: pretty awesome. Uh, the more we get, though, the more exposure we get, the more chance for new people to find us and listen. So uh, anything you guys can do that, or say that's positive or, or negative if you really feel that way about the show, uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, that's pretty much it, guys. So you want to close this out, Miguel? Y'all in the
1: show for us, but before we do that, I want to do a little, little ass-kissing, I want to call this. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> you, you love to kiss ass, I know. No, no. What? No, <laughs> I said that wrong. <laughs> no, I gotta give shout-outs to people who... Are really good people, you know. Uh, if you're ever in Seguin, go ahead and stop by uh, Black Forest Comics. Uh, they offer a lot of nice stuff there, and you can play Magic there on certain days too. Uh, they're real supporters of us, so I just wanted to give that shout out. And if you're here in Texas, go to our comic book shop, The Pop Culture Company. Great people, great stuff. They do you right, and they hunt down stuff you need. And that's all I wanted to say. So from that, keep on laughing, bitches.
0: Very nice. <laughs>